This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Gentlemen, welcome to the Hooniverse episode ninety-one. This is ninety-one, right, Chris? Yes, it is. This is uh, we are we are both alone in the podcast palace, the other podcast palace. Yeah, this isn't the palace. The palace is my house. This the palace is, is the, your house, right? What the, are we calling this place again? Uh, I the don't casting know. couch this, lounge, the studio, the production office. The we're alone in here. The I mean, smoking lounge. I always thought there would be like Zach over on the corner working on some video thing. Well, usually there Quietly. would be. There would be, except for the fact that the boys are all in New Zealand. For everybody that doesn't know, uh, about six months ago, we built a podcast studio in the production offices of, uh, of Smoke and Tire here. And um, that's that's where we do TST, and obviously we're doing Hooniverse right now. I think, so. I think they know that by now, but I haven't been here in a while, so... Yeah, I don't know if everybody does, but for, that's yeah. that's the story. Yeah, it's a lovely studio. Uh, I guess at some point I'll probably post some pictures online again. There you go. We've got a very special episode today because all we're doing is just talking about cars we've been driving, and we've been driving a lot of cars. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff. Um, Which we start off with. Chris, let's start off with the car that you are going to be driving a lot of because you just bought it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had enough of my Honda Element and its general uh, boringness in need for lots of little things that I just am tired of dealing with. It's and engineered suckitude. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing horribly wrong. It's just lots of little things and I just don't want to deal with it. Uh, so I went and bought a Fiesta ST. Yay! It's the yes. official car of the smoking tire. I guess. It really well, is. Well, no, no. You know what? It's one for one Corvette versus Fiesta ST. And oh, I own both true. of them. There, there you go. There you I go. Own, you I are. own the two most common cars with the in, tire. In parody with the smoking tire. There yes. you go. Are you and Thad going to street race? Uh, I don't think we're going to street race, but I think uh, there's some call for us to race my stock Fiesta against his modded one because Cobb has his car basically has all the Cobb parts. That's true. And I think you and Thad should really form a drift team. Initial D style, and just get like the Red Sun sticker on the side on well, your rear what fenders. It'll, what will be the reverse Drifto monsters? It, because they're front wheel drive. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but uh, no, no I mean, you can still drift that thing. I'm sure you can. Uh, sort of. Well, you can swing it around. I mean, yeah. it's lift off oversteer, so yeah, it's, it's not so really, much fun. Yeah, it's a fun car. I was just I was just sitting in yours earlier today, and I was like, you know what? I should I should just fucking get one. I yeah, should. That's not bad. I mean, I I, I needed a, a daily. I needed a new right. daily. And to be honest, the the fuel economy in the Honda sucked. Really? Because it's a big box. Right, and it's all wheel drive too. Yeah, and I was lucky to get like 22 miles per gallon on a good day, uh, versus the Fiesta. Even if I'm driving like a dick, I'm doing 18 miles per gallon. There you go. So. And you know, I'm a young hashtag millennial who has leads an active lifestyle and is, and is on social medias. So I should totally get a Fiesta ST. It's the car of the moment. Yeah. It really is the car of the moment. Although no, actually the car of the moment is the Focus RS. No, that's true. Oh man. And the in the Ferrari, what is it? The five eight four eight eight four eight eight GTB. I like I like it when they add GTB to the end of things. Yeah, it's um, 660 horsepower now. And it looks better. And it's a 3.8 liter. It's got kind of like a... So it's got haunches on it that are almost like a cartoonish 911 turbo. That's true. And then the front 
the very front clip is starting to look a little LaFerrari-ish. It's like the Speciale, too. So you yeah. can see the evolution. No, I like it. I'm honestly surprised that Ferrari came out with a 458 replacement so quickly because the 430 lasted like a decade. Or uh, almost. It seemed like a decade. You know what it is? Is that the competition creeped up on them so fast. Right. I mean, McLaren was waxing Ferrari. I mean, it came down to it is that the McLaren was a much faster, more capable car than the Ferrari. The Ferrari might have been a more enjoyable car to drive, you know, by some opinions. But the McLaren, just look at the, I mean, just the numbers alone, you can't argue that it was a much faster car. Right. But you, you look at you look at every current Ferrari, and then you look at every Ferrari it replaced, and by the time the new Ferrari rolls around, the old one is just, like, such a dog, and the new one's so much better. And, yeah. like, the 458 is still really good. It is, but it is completely decimated by this new 3.8 twin turbo motor. That's like true. The power difference is, what is what's a 458 now? I can't recall. 570 or something? Okay, and they're going to 660 in right. a car that's now, I think it's like 60 pounds lighter. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. that is a hell of a thing. It's, but here's the thing, is 458s are now going to hold their value very, very well. Because it's very likely going to be the last Ferrari with a normally aspirated V8. That's true. And just like 430s hold their value because they were the last Ferraris with a manual. Yeah. Um, once again, I saw another 550 today, and I'm like, ooh, i got to buy one. You should buy one. I love the 550. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, maybe if uh, some things happen here. But, but yeah, you, I mean, you didn't buy a 550. You bought a Fiesta ST, I bought, so I Henry bought, Ford won. Yes, I bought one-third of a used 550. There you go. How do you like it? You've been driving it around. Uh, yeah, well, I, I literally... You have 82 pick, miles on it. Uh, yes, I, I picked it up this afternoon, most of which is the drive from Galpin Motors in... Uh, is it Sherman Oaks or uh, whatever? Yeah, it it's like up there in the valley. It's, 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 it's in the very valley northern territory. Los Angeles Roscoe valley Boulevard. To where I live in the very southernmost part of Los Angeles. That's so. true. So you mostly were stuck in traffic, so it took you eight hours. Um, An hour and a half, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> was it an not... enjoyable hour and a half in that your new car? Uh, yeah, most of it it was. Nice. Uh, you know, up until I hit about the Santa Monica area and then oh, it slowed down. But right whatever. Um, you know, it's it's a good little car. And you got a good deal on it too. You want to talk about that or? Well, I mean, I, a lot I, of people getting... don't want to talk about how much money they spend. Well, you know what? In 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 full honesty here, because people think, oh, we're paid off by Ford. I didn't get any special deal on the car. The only thing that, you know, I, I basically got, got the deal that anybody that walked in there and was like, I'm not going to pay absolutely the full sticker price is going to do. I paid like a, I paid like 24 5 or something like that right now. That was, was it any off the sticker? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but like just minor items, like tack-on items that they had, like tint and and, and uh, low jack that they Shit required. they didn't charge you for. Yeah, basically the stuff that anybody could haggle down. Right, okay, nice. Um, well, that's good, and you got you said you got zero percent financing. Yeah, well, that's the real reason I did it because I wasn't I wasn't gung ho on getting rid of the Honda right this second, but when right. I saw that they were doing zero percent, I'm like, and it wasn't going to last. Yeah, and you didn't want to get an eighty-two month loan or whatever we're doing these days. No, no, good no. times. No, but I got five years at zero percent, so that's that's it's awesome. Literally free money at that. Point. You're gonna keep this car for a while, and you're a smart guy, so. I'll have it for you know I'll have it until it doesn't amuse me anymore. I mean, I, I realistically am. I, I know I'm going to fall in love with either the ATSV or the CTSV. I right, already that's know. true. That makes sense. You're a big horsepower kind of guy. But I mean, hey, if you, hey, when you get bored of this thing, give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it off you. <laughs> yeah, I'll likely have this for a while just because it's a good daily. It's a really good daily. Yeah, it really is. Um, so so will an ATSV though. It'll be a pretty good daily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I know that car's I, I know that car's going to lighten my wallet at some point. But I also won't buy first model your cars like that. That's true. Um, so. 
Anyway, uh, enough of my expenditures. All right. Well, no, what else have we been driving, Chris? Well, there is. Let's let's say it's a, a, a slightly more mundane one first. The Chevy Colorado. No, I have an even more mundane car for you. Oh, what's that? The Chevy Trax. I. Oh man, I drove. Yeah. I drove that thing. I flew to New York City, landed at five in the morning, picked that car up. And then drove to Massachusetts for a wedding and then came back Sunday night. So I was in and out of New England for 48 hours, which I've never done that in my life before. I was in there like a freaking assassin. I can't believe I even got away with that. <laughs> Honestly, the round trip ticket was so cheap. And this is a this is a buddy of mine. I grew up with him in Boy Scouts, and I missed his bachelor party. So I was like, I want to go back. And then I ended up just getting brunch with Jeff Jablanski oh. at Uncle with Cars. Yes, we we did a we did a hashtag Saturday morning bagel run in the Chevy tracks, just like Jeff Glucker would do. Okay, that is uh, that is the epitome of New England. That that um, is Saturday morning fucking bagel run. No, we were in we were in Brooklyn, so we went to a really oh. nice Jewish deli in Brooklyn, which is the most Brooklyn thing you could do. That is very Brooklyn. That's very Brooklyn, and Jeff Jablanski himself is very Brooklyn. And the Chevy tracks, not that great. Yeah. Uh, that's, that seems to be the consensus, because yeah. this the weekend after I flew out of New York, Jeff picked up a Chevy Trax himself, and he's not a big fan either, and neither is Patrick George of Jaloptic. His review went up today, and he said it's kind of not great. Yeah, um, I it's so not great that I hardly know anything about it because oh. I looked at it and went, I don't care. All right, it's a it's a it's a small Korean built Chevy Sonic that's lifted with all wheel drive, about the size of this table. Yeah, and it's a box. And uh, it's got that little dinky four-banger. I think it's a 1.8 turbo, right? Okay. Uh, and the one I drove was fully loaded, and it was 27 grand. That's a lot for that. Which is a lot of money. That's like RAV4 money. That's like Ford Fiesta ST money. Yeah. And then three grand worth of blow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which seems like a broken thing as well. So it, it's – um. There are a lot, of, a lot of things that kind of surprised me about it, and a lot of things that I didn't like about it. One, there's no sound deadening on the bottom, so every time you hit a chunk of ice, it just goes BAM like the car's going to hit a landmine. Well, it was built in South Korea. There right. is no There is no major ice chunks there. They don't yeah. care. There you go. There you go. Um, which is funny because, like, I don't find the Chevy Sonic to be an awful car. Chevy Sonic is fun. Yeah, it's a fun little car. It's not as good as the Fiesta, in my opinion. Obviously, no, otherwise not. I would have bought one, but I find nothing wrong with that car It's at It's all. cheap, and it's kind of cheerful. The Trax is not cheerful. It's, um, it's dreadful. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's dreadful either, honestly. But it's, it's just, just kind of there. It's there. It's just kind of there, and it's like it's easy to park, and you know it di- doesn't get good gas mileage. It's not great in the snow. It's okay. It's got okay steering, which is surprising, mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it feels okay on a freeway, but it kind of wanders in the snow. So it's kind of just a disposable. It's a disposable car for places that need a little ground clearance, and maybe is it. I don't even think it has that much ground clearance. No. It just has a lot of plastic bits on the side. Does it just have room for, for children and things? It's like got that? some good room. They say it's got more room than a Nissan Juke, but the Nissan Juke is so much more interesting and fun to drive. I mean, it seems like, you know, if the price point was lower, if it was like Versa money, it would make sense. It's right, but it like, it starts at it's 20. Like, yeah, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, doesn't if it make was, any sense. If it was cheaper, it would make sense because then you could be like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's for, it's for kids and it's for people that are trying right. to save cash. But like... I haven't seen any uh, Bu- uh, Chevy Traxxas around here. I've seen a couple Buick Encores, and it's like oh, you'll the uglier them. version. And they'll all be coming out of the rental counters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, we- that's unfortunate. I, I, I hate it, the fact that every, most cars that come out now are surprising. I mean, it's surprising, like, 
there's very little crap out there anymore. There's very little crap, but the stuff that is just okay and will get you there, it's far more noticeable. And that's why I really like your Fiesta ST because it's like the same price and you can get a car that's just a lot of fun. Just so much fun. You don't even have to like cars necessarily to appreciate that. Once you get in it, you, you think it feels special. That car right. is, you know, from what I understand, Focus was was version 1.0 when when Ford you know Ford Germany built those started building those chassis because it's a derivative of that you know Focus was the first whack at it and Fiesta right. was the second whack at it right so in theory now this Focus RS should be the Focus ridiculous. the Focus ST does feel way bigger than the Fiesta ST I mean not not just obviously because of the size difference mm-hmm. but Driving it feels like a big car, and then you get to the Fiesta SC is just so much more focused, pun intended, mm-hmm. and it's just so much. Uh, it's really like you know, it's smaller. So there's you know, if you go to Home Depot, there's less room, but you know, you kind of learn to live with it, and that's what I'm telling myself. Which I is should. literally the first thing I did when I got that car. You went to Home to, Depot. Home You've been Depot going to Home Depot, Depot a lot, Chris, because you went to Home Depot with the Chevy Colorado. Yes, I did. That's a nice segue, isn't it? Yes, it that's is. A nice segue. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I did not go to Home Depot with this. God damn it! Now, you but... ruined my segue. <laughs> hey, it was a good choice. Uh, it was a it was a good attempt, and I, I give you credit yeah, for thank that. You. Well, also um, the Colorado is a good car. That's a Chevy I, I like. Was okay. So I was went into the Colorado just kind of like it's a truck, right? You know, um, generally I don't mind Chevy trucks just because from somebody that does work on their own stuff. I don't mind working on GM stuff. They usually make it pretty easy to work on. So from that right. standpoint, coming from a very practical truck mind standpoint, I'm like, okay, yeah, right. could, you've owned small be trucks a, before. That could be, you know yeah, what you're looking for. Exactly. It could, I'm like, oh, it could be okay. I was first off. The first thing I was really surprised about was how quick that thing was. It's fast. It's not like it's not like I got in that and I'm like, oh, this is this is this is fun. This is this is not slow. I went, I got in that and I'm like, this is legitimately a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That new that new V6 is a great motor, and it feels really solid too. When you stomp on it, it's like it just holds its, it's position, it just squats and just goes. And it and and you know the thing is is we had that F150 just a few weeks back, right? And you know and that is mega sized, and now the Colorado is a mid sized truck. Is what used to the, the full size trucks used to be, right? Um, you know, this is like the size of a, a Silverado or an F-150 from 15 years ago. It's such a weird dimension truck, though, because it looks huge, right? And That's what people and then you walk, saying to me. And then you walk close to it, and you climb inside, and it doesn't feel that big, and you feel really tall on it. And it drives like a smaller truck, but it's really wide. It's just all these different dimensions you into know what? one truck. I think the thing that sets it off is that, is that it that had the longer bed with the extended cab. Right, so it's like a so, limousine. Yeah, it was. it had almost an Australian Ute effect to it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's tall. Like, I think all of them are that tall. Um, yeah, well, I, it's the funny thing is visually it doesn't look that tall. Right. Like the F-150, you look at that and you go, that's a tall truck. Right, of course. Although that was the FX4 tall. we had, but That's still. true. And then you climb into Colorado and you're like, hey, I'm looking down on people. Weird. Yeah, um, but it drives – it doesn't drive like a truck. No, it doesn't really. I mean, it makes the sounds as a truck and the steering's nice, truckish and everything. But I like, wouldn't even, no, I would say the steering's not truckish at all. Really? Not, I would say it's – I think that's a little more communicative than most trucks I've driven lately. Yeah, it's true. It, that's true. It really – I mean, to me, it honestly drives more like a car than it does I a like, truck. I like that you can get around a corner and you can stomp on a throttle mid-through a corner and you, you feel the rear end kind of kick out and everything. And yeah. that just means there's like – that just means it's really light. And it's it's pretty fun. It's and the I drove that I put two hundred and thirty or forty miles on that in a day, Jeez. running errands 
all over Los Just Angeles. Smuggling guns. Smuggling guns. Uh, I was. Uh, I was shipping hash. I was shipping hash. I was uh, smuggling people across the border. Gotta, gotta um, watch out for those narco submarines. Yeah. Uh, I it, at one point I had the Yakuza in the back. I was bringing them from one one warehouse to another. They were shooting out of uh, the back. They were shedding pinkies off the back of the car. Yeah, that's what um, do. It's uh, but it was. I, I averaged like twenty three miles a gallon on that on that trip. Yeah. I was really really surprised. Do you know um, what I averaged twenty three miles per gallon in? What's that? The Chevy tracks. <laughs> and that was all freeway driving too. Yeah. But um this I was I was pleasantly surprised. I will say the interior is nothing to write home about. It is it's a truck. It's functional. It's very comfortable, I will say. Um but it is I look at it and I go from and I you know, I took off the luxury I want something Los Angeles luxury hat and I put right. on my practical I need to have this truck for the you next 15 years. put on your years. practical I run a meth lab in Florida hat and yes. you're like I'm driving to my meth Actually, lab. Actually I went more the I went more of the New England I need to haul firewood and just random shit. You, know? you, you put on your New England I got a fucking plow here I'm driving. Exactly. And I looked at it and I'm like yes there are some hard plastics on the interior but it's not the stuff you touch all the time. Right. But it's the stuff that clearly would get the snot kicked out of it. Like the glove box, like that is an area that when you're in a truck and you've got kids and you're wa- and you're going through the winter, it gets the shit kicked out of it by boots. Oh yeah, that will hold up in that. The door panels, once again, plastic, hard plastic on the lowers. That's what you need. It's because it's that's going to get beat up. Right. Um, that said, I don't think that any of the interior, like the plastic quality, it would seem to me on par with like the EcoBoost Mustang that I just drove. Um, it was. Yeah. It was okay. The design wasn't great. The heads-up uh, indicator in the dials was abysmal. What in the uh, uh, the Colorado? Yeah. You know what? I, I noticed the gauges are really depressing looking, and yeah, the gauges are super depressing. And it's like, well, you know, it wouldn't cost them any much more money to design it better. And also, you, that's one thing you're looking at the entire time. They literally look like the gauges out of a, a cobalt. They they look like the gauges out of like a go kart someone built in their backyard. Yeah. They. You know, once again, this point comes up is that they, they, for whatever reason, they refuse to spend money on that, and that would make, that would make a difference. But once again, we go back to the practical truck market, and it's just like they want something. You know, if you're buying that truck and you live somewhere and you're going to put it to use, you right? Want you to live run in New England years. and you're that type of guy who leaves his plow on until late April. Yes. Uh, but I mean, I did some truckish things. I hauled some furniture in the back of it. Worked beautifully for that. Did you uh, buy? Did you get a credenza? Uh, no, no, did I did not. you buy a mid-sized Kia product? Uh, yes, yes. I, I, no, I actually, I, I, I put a Costanza in the back of it. Ah. Uh, there was, there was much velour. There um, you go. Obscure Seinfeld references. That is very obscure. I did yes. not watch enough Seinfeld. I think, um, I think we should get Jeff back on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, or Spike Ferriston. Oh, yeah, exactly. Tell us all about Seinfeld. Um, but, uh. Let's talk about the one car we have been driving a lot of. I drove, it's I put awesome. a lot of miles on that. I'm putting a lot of miles on it right now. Because it's friggin' awesome. The Lexus RCF. RCF. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. This is the car that has changed my viewpoint on the future of Lexus. Um, Uh, Did you drive an old ISF? It feels uh, like that, but extrapolated. I didn't spend that much time in the ISF, but the ISF was also just kind of a... 
I wasn't crazy was about the interior and in the right. ISF. I was like, oh, it's a slightly tarted up IS, you know, 300 or, right. or it's, 350. This, this one has the same uh, block as it, same same V8. Yeah, but, but it's making 460-some-odd horsepower now. Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. 500. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, no, I think it's only like I, I forgot. Something. Damn it, I forgot. You know uh, I, think, I want to say 464 or 467. Oh, that's true. You know what? It is making 50 more horsepower than the last IS. Yeah, because the IS awesome. was uh, 417, if I remember correctly. Um, but first thing is you open up the doors and that you go, look at these seats. Yeah, the seats are awesome. The seats are amazing. It's it's like being cradled as a baby. I really yeah you're right. 467 by the way is the horsepower on that, and that's about 50 more than the last one. It weighs 200 more pounds, but it's 50 more horsepower, so you don't really feel it. The, the light, the rear end still feels really light and everything. It's, it's on paper, it's a heavy coupe. Yeah, but it doesn't really feel it when you're no, driving. No, it doesn't. It it feels great. Um, it's that, ridiculously quick in any speed and any gear. It's you can. Fly. I mean, you put that thing in Sport Plus and in manual on the transmission, and you just you can just zip in and out of things. I mean, zero body lean whatsoever. Tossing it, you know, it's basically treating the roads like a slalom course. Yeah, it's there's zero body roll. It is completely composed. It's hard to break traction. Um, it is maybe the best highway cruiser I've driven in years. It's like the, like the old ISF. It's got that sound exhaust baffle thing where it's like, whoa, right at 4,000 RPM. Yeah. But in the ISF, I was doing 4,000 RPM all the time. In this car, I can't because if I get up to 4,000 RPM, I'm doing 90. And I'm like, I'm going to get shot now. Yeah. It's, yeah, so. it's a very fast car. It's uh, The interior quality is – it's – Lexus is, once again, I think – They've outdone even their previous efforts. That, that that stubby, thick little steering wheel with that buttery soft leather and everything. Yeah, that's um, great. Everything about it. The thing I hate though is I hate their infotainment system. I hate that. That thing does mouse suck. Pad. That thing sucks. It's miserable. They used to have that little square that was like an actual mouse. It was like a joystick, and that was okay. I liked that. I thought that was pretty. This innovative. thing you have they to like regress. Flick your finger left and flick your finger right. Insert bean flicking joke here. You have but, to use one finger, and it's always better to use three fingers than one finger, ladies. Yeah. So that's why I like the joystick better. And this thing's just dumb. It's stupid. It's it like is, it's like an HP it laptop very, that work gives you. It's very touchy too. Yeah. Very. touchy. The car or the touchpad? The touchpad. Okay. Uh, no, the car is very sedate. Yeah. Um, but it, the the touchscreen thing, and I had problems with it with Bluetooth popping in and out constantly. Um, I had this one weird issue when I first got it that uh, my phone would not sync and stream audio, and my phone would it would stream audio up until the screen shut off to conserve battery, and then the car would sever the Bluetooth connection. Right. I had an issue where this, the satellite radio wouldn't be responsive to change stations, which is annoying because I was listening to a really annoying song and I had to change it. But also, once I had an oil level warning on it, and then that went I had away that happen. I had that okay. happen too. Uh, that happened immediately after um, parking on a hill. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, that makes sense because I was on a hill too. Yeah. Huh. Um, so it's it's pretty touchy on that yeah. front. It's very but, thirsty. Uh, I was out one evening uh, with a friend and we decided that uh, going to go to dinner. And uh, I was like, well, where are we going to go? I jokingly said Santa Barbara. She said, okay. And then we went to Santa Barbara for dinner. Nice. Did 
well over 10 miles an hour the entire way there. That's true. Uh, Where did Santa Barbara did you go? Because I've never had really good luck with Santa Barbara I don't even remember because it was late. Got out of the car and be like, food, okay, filled up, let's go. That's usually how I end up in Santa Barbara because it's always me and my girlfriend and we're either driving up to San Francisco or on the way back down from San Francisco and we're like, we're hungry. It's still two hours to L.A. God damn it. All right. Mexican for you. Yeah, it wasn't two hours to L.A. in that. I'll tell you right now. That's true. Because we did it in the middle of the week late at night and it was a brisk ride. Um, I took it to Angeles Crest Highway and that thing just... Yeah, it's I, so good. Oh, I took it. I took it up uh, that same evening. I did Mulholland, Latigo, everything. Right. Um, I will say, uh, I had the M4. I don't know, two months ago, and that's still fresh-ish in my mind. Obviously, it's not back to back. The M4 is a more engaging driver. Obviously, it's lighter. Um, right. It feels lighter, um, and you can feel the grip levels. I don't. I. That's the one thing I will say about the RCF. Is it? Is a bit numb throwing it around the canyons. The steering, the steering is kind of weighty, which is funny until you start going fast, and then it just feels kind of um, hollow. I I won't even go. I won't even say speak to that, but I will say is that I don't get a good feeling of what the wheels are doing and what the grip level. Oh, that's is. absolutely true. Right, you go through um, a rough patch, and the wheels. You can feel the suspension bounce up and down, but the steering wheel just stays completely still. You just have to trust that the Lexus is doing its thing, right? which I suppose is probably a very reassuring thing for the average person that's going to buy that car. Right. I want to be able to feel what those tires are doing, especially at the speeds that I drive those roads, Right. Um, and I don't get that feeling in there. That said, if I was buying two – if I was – if it was M4 versus that car and I'm driving this every day to my office job and I'm in it for an hour a day or an hour and a half a day, I'm buying the Lexus all day long. I don't – I think the Lexus is definitely more user-friendly than the M4. You can get in that car and go fast and feel very comfortable going fast very quickly. And then the M4, you know, it, it's not comfortable – you know the suspension's all choppy and everything, and then when you get fast, it feels like a it almost feels like a handful at some points. Yeah, I think I need to get my hands on another M3 or M4 again. Just I want to try it. that M3 with the stick. Um, I drove it with the manual transmission. I was not crazy with, with about it with the manual. Really? Because I'm not crazy about it with the SMG that I had. Um, see, we've tried opposite things. Right. I haven't I haven't driven it with the I haven't driven the new one with the dual clutch gearbox. Maybe I should drive an Audi RS5. That would yeah. be a ticket because I love the S5. Uh, I, I've spent some time in the RS5. It's a nice car. Uh, once again, it's got a little bit of that numbness. Right. Um, but That's just what you get at this level at this point. Yeah, anyway. and it's a thirsty bitch. Well, all the, of these the are. This RS5 was a thirsty bitch. Worse. The RCF is... 14? Is that what we're getting? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've 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 driven worse. Yeah. Um, that said, I, th- I do think the fuel economy is... A, is not it is worse than the M4. Right, I think so too. Um that's that's for certain. But it's, you know, the V8 versus the i6 turbo. Yeah. Um I I still, you know, and the thing is is that you buy the Lexus and if you're buying, if you're not leasing and you plan on owning this, the Lexus is going to be running in 5 years. I can't promise the it's same thing. It's going to hold its value too. It's not going to be owned by douchebags. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, I mean there will be douchebags, but yeah. um which is like a bad movie title. There will be douchebags. There will be douchebags. Um, Starring Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Uh, it's and Josh Brolin. It's a good car, though, man. Um, I really, really enjoyed my time with it. And so much so is that before I bought the uh, the Fiesta, I was actually looking at uh, used ISS, but I kind of decided I'm getting so like 
I'm not going to buy a used ISF and then next year go drive an ATSV and be like, why did I buy an ISF? Right. And then you don't know because the ISF, you don't know because the ISF is going to be like owned by who knows some kind of ricer. No, well that's the thing. If you can, okay, so care. one thing I learned looking at the used ISF market right now is there are plenty of single owner examples out there, and the best place to buy them that you're going to get the best price on right now is CarMax. Okay. CarMax is actually selling those under market value for the most part. You know what? The ISF, I think it's it's owned by a certain mature level of person. I think the the first gen IS though, that is the oh super the IS. Street. I drove just for the shits and giggles. I drove uh, an IS three fifty that had come in on recently come in on lease, and it had the ever loving piss beat out of it, which I mean a lot of lease cars will. Right. Um, but the other thing is, is I forgot how infuriating that transmission is. In oh that car. God, it's terrible. This transmission is good. No, no, the the eight speed. Okay, the Lexus six speed transmission, horrible. Atrocious. Lexus, Lexus eight speed transmission, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Put it in Sport Plus mode, and it bam, 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 shifts really fast. But it doesn't pull as hard as the M4. The M4 will like put, shove your forehead into the back seat. The ISF, you can, the RICF, you'll feel it in your kidneys, but it's not that punishing. But it still feels cool. I think. Yeah, I'd be very I, I'm curious to see what the what the acceleration number differences are between them because I think the BMW puts on a more impressive show feel wise, but I'd be very surprised if when it came down to raw numbers, it was that much faster than the RCF and right. like just an acceleration um, because that transmission in that RCF is magic. It's pretty great. Finally, Lexus has built a transmission that is good. Yeah, um, because not even the LFA had a good transmission. Uh, I, I've not driven an LFA. I wish I had. I love that car to death. It is awesome. Um, so, uh... I like the way the RCF looks, too, although if you look at it from the side, the front end seems really heavy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a polarizing... I'm not... I, as much as I like that car, I'm not going to say that I'm in love with the front end of it. Um, that is a very large Lexus badge. Right. Uh, and the predator mouth thing. I've gotten used to the predator mouth. Predator mouth. I think it's. I think it's all right. It's certainly better than in the LS. They put a predator mouth on that thing. Jeez. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm still not sold on it. I actually kind of like the way that the ISF looks. Versus... Oh, me too. The ISF looks great because it do, it still looks kind of subtle. Yeah. They. You know. I get what. I get what uh, Lexus is going for. Is they're shooting for people. You know, my age that are in there. You know. They're they're mid thirties and right. are going you know and I have a little bit of money to throw at things now and want a little comfort because right. I'll admit it I you know I'm like as after driving that for a week I'm like oh I just want to be comfortable yeah what's that like um you know it's uh, I will say I hate it but it's true no I, it's, it's true it's true you know I I find myself not driving as fast as I used to. Even at 27, because, you know, 25, I would just go, I would try to hit, like, triple-digit speeds everywhere, which is hard to do in a Miata. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I'm going to get pulled over, I'm going to get pulled over, I'm going to get pulled over, I'm going to get pulled over all the time. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, is when I was driving the Element around, I drove fast everywhere, because right. nobody pays any attention to that car. Right. I don't know how that's going to go with the Fiesta yet. I don't know if the cops pay any attention to those cars or not. Um. But I do know I drive it very, very quickly. In the vet, I can't drive quickly in town because it's too loud. Yeah, it's really funny. The faster the car is, the slower I drive it mm -hmm. on average. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Slow car fast. Yeah, it is slow car fast. And, yeah. And the Fiesta ST, that's a beautiful thing. It's so little, you can just place it and And it's not it. that. it's not that slow. It's not slow. No, it's, it's not it's slow. It's not slow at all. 
But um, yeah, it's tossable. Yeah, exactly. That's and, the best quality a car not can have. Spitting out exhaust note at 120 something decibels or whatever. Well, not yet. Wait till you start loading it up with parts. Eh, <laughs> if I okay, so no, you're probably not going to. It's all right. I may or may not, but one thing I'm definitely set on at this point is I'm not doing crazy exhausts by default. Right. Um, if I go if I go crazy on the exhaust, it's going to be because it has an electric cutout, and I can optionally make it crazy. Mm, that's that's very practical of you, Chris. Um, once again, old man Chris stepping in. Stop making sense. I know. You're hurting my brain. I know. I know. Uh, I used to do all the dumb things, and now I'm kind of like, eh, let's, uh, yeah. let's scratch it back a little bit. Speaking of, speaking of crazy, you know what Porsche came out with today? No, I do not. The, the Cayman GT4. Have you seen it? Cayman GT4. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that came no, out today. No, when did that come out? Today. No, like, it had to have been later in the day because I looked at stuff this, like, midday and there was nothing up like that. Um, oh, I think this was new, out, like, around 2 or 3 o'clock today. That's okay, where I saw yeah. the first tweet from our friend Mike Spinelli. Okay. Uh, first of all, it looks awesome. Second Hold on, all, I haven't seen it. It's got a lot of GT3 components. And third of all, or I lost count, anyway... Manual transmission only. Really? Only. That's going to make a lot of Porsche fanboys happy. That's awesome because I still wish the regular GT3 had a manual, but, you know, not that I'll ever own one. I'm going to have to look at it on my phone because I cannot see it on yours. Yeah, because I have a tiny-ass phone, unlike you. I, yes, with your I friggin' the, battleship of a phone. I bought the Gigantor model. Uh, this, is, uh, this, will, this did the Nürburgring the same time as the last-gen GT3. Okay. The Seven GT3. Uh, it looks awesome. It's got 385 horsepower. Okay. Which you know they didn't hit 400 horsepower, but that you, you obviously could. You just so much so as look at the thing. So what's what motor is it? Uh, 3.86. Oh, so it is the 3.8. Yeah, 3.8. Okay, cool. So they're not crippling it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Well, you know the rumor was with this for a while is that this was going to be turbo. Right, um, yeah, they're going to do the first four-cylinder turbo with this car. Uh, I guess we'll see that. I mean, it, and it's we know that the four-cylinder turbos are coming to the Caymans and the Boxers, um, but I guess this is maybe the last hurrah. Right. Um, this is cool. Damn good-looking car, man. It looks awesome, and um, manual only is fantastic. It does look great. Um, I do like the Cayman, even though I didn't like the steering. Uh, I kind of like it out of principle, really. Um, eighty-four thousand dollars, I think, because uh, that's because not Porsche. bad. That really isn't bad. I mean, once you throw a few options at it, you'll probably... LSD, torque vectoring, stability management, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can get... Options are sport package, I mean, sport chrono, and club sport. So that's a lot of sports. I'm betting there... Okay, so we see the GT4. There's going to be a GT4 RS. We oh, already God. know that. Oh, God. And that, I'm, that'll be PDK. And I, uh, as much as I love manuals, that PDK is a fantastic gearbox. The PDK is great. And actually, I like that. I actually like um, that better than the manuals. But I still want a manual. This is this is their hardcore track car counter, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, honestly, the, the Cayman chassis has always been more capable than the 911 chassis That's true. is anyway. And this, I think this is more like just Porsche's love letter to all those nerds who are so pissed off that the GT3 doesn't have a manual. This is, this is just basically the Jaloptic edition, if you will. Yeah, well, I hate labeling things. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I remember I had we had Dave Engelman sitting down with us for uh, who was uh, Dave is great. He's there. What was he? Motorsports and his heritage. Motorsports and heritage for uh, Porsche North America. Right. And uh, director of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I, I I I bugged him and tried to get him to say on the show that they they were going to make a um, they were going to make a Cayman with a GT3 motor in it. And, uh, of course, he wouldn't. We'd all been begging for it for years, and yeah. they finally have. I mean, BBI Autosport had made one. That's true. Um, but now Porsche is actually building them, which is fantastic. And I'm thinking that that – you said 380 horsepower? 385, yeah. 385. That's – it's the same 3.8-liter motor. You probably yeah. change it into – take manifold or a tune, and you're probably right back up. Oh, my 400. God. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is so cool. That is a mid-engine GT3 with a stick. Uh huh. That's great. That's that's the best car in the world. Uh, just on paper, that's the best car in the world. I want to buy six. Okay. All right. Let's go buy six six of these. Okay. Four hundred eighty thousand shitty ass Fiesta. Okay. <laughs> and also, if also I... because they they haven't really like asked me to take back the RCF. So I think if they don't talk to me about it tomorrow, I think this it's mine. I think it's actually going to be my okay. car at this point. I think that's how it works. Well, on that'll paper. get you most of the way to the GT4 because be great, I believe the sticker on the, the RCF was seventy one thousand dollars, which is not too much money, honestly. I thought it was going to be a little more than that, but I, I mean it's, it's not way cheap. More. Yeah. I thought it was going to be in eighty. Yeah, me too. Um, eighty would have been ludicrous. I think seventy one is tolerable. Starts at sixty four. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I think that's pretty optioned out, that one. That one's pretty loaded, yeah. Um, oh, I dig it. And I, you know what? There was no Monroney with the with the uh, Colorado. Did you? Oh, I have it. Oh, you do? What I'll, was it? I'll, um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'll uh, like text it to you. I'm going to guess. Well, do you remember what the price was? I'm guessing 30-ish. Yeah, I think so. 27, 30? 27. I, I mean, if it's 27, that's what, if that was 27, it's a lot of trucks. That's a phenomenal value. If it's anything over 30, it's okay. If it's 34, mm. uh, I you know, I remember I'm still going by the Toyota Tacoma pricing here, and to- Tacomas have priced themselves out. Yeah, there's there's no re. I mean, with that car in existence, with that truck in ex- the Colorado in existence, there's no reason to buy a Tacoma. There's no good reason to buy. Right, a Tacoma. and all Toyota's done with it is just facelifted it to be even uglier. Yeah. You know what I saw the other day? I saw a new Yaris with that weird, like, X-shaped grill in the front. I've not seen it. The, uh, the 2015 Yaris? I'm looking it up on You're my You're going to hear a lot of me going, I haven't seen it, because I've been... Because why would you look at a Yaris? Well, because... I w- why would I look at a Yaris? And the other thing is, is I've been so bloody busy, I've had no time to... Right, why would you look anything? at a Yaris? And Because you don't hate yourself that much, Chris. Oh, no, I hate myself a lot. I, I hate myself a I lot, just but don't, not I don't, I don't, buy not a, a Yaris, Yaris enthusiast. This is what it looks like. Pause for Chris to take it in the oh. majesty of the 2015 It's got, the, it's got the, what I call the Toyota dick nose. It, it is a dick nose. It's a proboscis, I believe is what they call it. Yeah. It is atrocious. Jeff Jablanski was driving one when I visited him in New York. He has had a stick and a sport package, which just means the wheels are black. Oh. Yeah. Um, I drove a Yaris once. Actually, the weekend when my car exploded for the first time, I rented one and drove back to L.A. And it had crank windows, and I had so much fun just saying it had crank windows. You know what? I don't mind crank windows in a super cheap car because it's one less thing to break in a super cheap car. I just car. thought that even the Mitsubishi Mirage I drove once had power windows, and I was like, come on. I just remember the days of when cheap cars that had power windows broke all the time. I was just yeah. like, I just wish they had crank windows. But I I don't know if that's the case because, honestly, I don't spend that I don't spend 50,000 miles on a cheap, cheap, cheap car anymore. Right. Um, you know, because you I, I am above that sort of thing. You are. Like. You're, you're, you're a filthy one percenter, Chris. Yes. You're a you're a job creator, you bastard. Yeah, I actually kind of am. I, I don't know. Have you hired anyone yet? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I uh, there There is a gentleman by the name of Joseph Cariotti that I know is listening to this that works with me out of Detroit, and he is fantastic at helping me with the shout engine stuff. Joe, you should ask for a raise. Yes. 
Uh, he has equity. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've been busy. So I'm trying to think of, is there anything, do we have anything lined up uh, in the immediate future? Not yet. Frankly, I have five car reviews to catch up on. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot. So I'm going to take take it easy for a while. And I have and a Fiesta to beat this knot out. That is true. You you have to drive the shit out of this thing. I do. Uh, but we will have more cars on the pipeline, that's for sure. Yeah, We've yeah. Got a, we made a list when we were driving around the F- F-150, and I think the list is like 80 Oh, we've got like a year cars of long, cars yeah. on that list. Yeah. Uh, we got to get the Alpha next. we got to get the Alpha. The Alpha is so good. Yeah. Uh, and i got to get an S-Class for when I make my long drive. Oh, that's true. When is that, May? Uh, March. March, okay. So it's an M month, so you were nice. close Close enough. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know that I have a lot more to go on. How about you? No, we've, we've talked about the cars we've driven. We've talked about some cars that are going to be awesome. So I think that's okay. a typical Hooniverse podcast. Yeah, we're about 40 minutes, so it's a little short, but uh, we're out of steam. Yeah. So, uh, right. Blake, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter, B-Z-R-O-N-G, B-Z-Ron. Follow me there and on Instagram. And then you're doing some stuff for a certain publication? I'm doing some stuff for Jalopnik, so I am a Jalopnik special. Yes, you are. And uh, you I can also Ast- be found in the basement Oh, we didn't even Peterson. talk about that. Last week, I drove the I drove some Aston Martins. Oh, you did? Okay. I have well, to mention that. I drove some Aston Martins. It's, it's awesome, because Aston Martins are friggin' sweet. Um, Chinese Accelerator, jokes aside, the new Vanquish impressed the hell out of me. Is because that I, your nickname? I am a Chinese Accelerator. The Chinese Accelerator? That's, that's Speedy Gonzalez versus Chinese Accelerator. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, the Vanquish impressed the hell out of me, because I thought it was just going to be this big wallowy thing with like a bargain, like a kit car interior that was really old. No, it's got a modern interior. It is fast as hell, and it's comfortable. It is it is one of the last jack-of-all-trades cars. I was literally looking at them this afternoon. The new one? Yeah. The new one's so really good. It's really good. Um, it's smaller than you think it is, but then you look at it from the side, and it just seems to stretch on forever. And it's got these fantastic haunches. And um, you don't see many of them around in L.A. for some reason. Everyone has a like a like a CPO DB9 or like a Vantage. Yeah. Well, there's going to be big big shakeups in that lineup in yeah, Geneva in about soon, hopefully. what is when was Geneva like a month? Yeah, they're doing a last hurrah of the Vantage from what I understand. Yeah, and then they're getting big changes to drivetrains, everything. Everything's Good. changing because that new 8 speed is magnificent. Well, it's ZF. ZF, yeah, it's so. great. Which is funny because I drove a V2 Vantage S and that car is it's kind of stupid. I love how you pulled Aston Martin out of your ass at the last minute. Sorry. That's all right. No, Sorry. no, no. I'm not pissed. I'm just... No, it really was last minute yeah. because we were just about to wrap we it up. And I was up. like, what have I done? Oh, yeah. Hey, that thing. Um, yeah, the the Vito Vantage, you can feel the nose. Like, you kind of turn the wheel and the nose reacts like a second later. And then, like, as you're going around a corner really fast, the rear end is just sliding constantly. You feel it and you're about to catch it and you're about to catch it. And it's like, whoa. Okay. But it's it's... More competent than I thought it was, and it's more stupid than I thought it was at the same time. It's kind of great. And that transmission is atrocious. Oh, yeah. The, you all, yeah. The, what is it? A seven-speed yeah. SMG piece yeah. of crap. Yeah, that's not a good transmission. Yeah. Um, all right, so you can be found occasionally in an Aston Martin, but yes. usually in the basement usually of the Peterson. Usually in the basement of the Peterson. Yep. Uh, you are their basement troll. Yes. Uh, and you can find me at Hayes Data on Twitter, uh, of course, on the Smoking Tire podcast. And if you want to get a podcast going yourself, go over to shoutengine.com. We'll set you up, get you going for free. We've got paid plans for people that use lots and lots and lots of bandwidth, but most people can get it away work free. And, uh, yeah, get your own damn podcast over there. Right. And uh, go f- go follow our friend Jeff at uh, at uh, 
uh, the Hooniverse on Twitter. And Beer Snob. And Beer Snob. And um, I don't know what else. He's but somewhere drinking a beer right now. Places and things. Uh, and that would be episode 91 of the Hooniverse podcast. All right. We will, go drive uh, your Fiesta. Yeah, I'm going to go drive it. Literally, because we have to leave. The, we have to leave the studio. Yes, we do. All right. Good night, folks. <laughs>